Hey guys, I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Well, let's take a look at what has happened here in the college football playoff. The Oklahoma Sooners are in, Georgia and Ohio State on the outside looking in. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We are going to be on Periscope. We're on Facebook Live. We're going to put this on YouTube as well and on, of course, uh, iTunes on our podcast. If you're catching this on our podcast on iTunes, please do rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you leave a review, email me, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Send me a screenshot of your review, and I will get you a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. So it's a great deal, and we're sending out a lot of koozies every week, and we hope that you'll be uh, joining that trend. So let's get into it. On Periscope, we're on Facebook Live. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, so Oklahoma, the committee did not screw this whole thing up. Had the committee put the Georgia Bulldogs into this college football playoff, we could basically then be calling college football figure skating because that's what it would have been. It would have been, you know, just like when you watch the Olympics, it would have been 10 people from around the world with different opinions on different countries and having all their biases all lined up and putting together some score that those of us at home have no idea how it works. That's what would have happened. You would have had every uh, conference commissioner not named the SEC calling up the college football playoff committee, you would have had a university president's athletic director saying, guys, we are not doing this anymore. You expand to six or you expand to eight or you are going to have hell to pay. That's what would have happened had they put Georgia in because the justification would have simply been about one thing and one thing only, and that would have been what do my eyes tell me? Who do I think the best four teams are in America. By the way, if you want to have this conversation, there's a great argument to be made that maybe Notre Dame is not one of the best four teams in America. So if we're just going to go off this eye test, which is what every Georgia fan, every SEC fan, and for the most part, every employee at ESPN, I'll give uh, Reese Davis and Chris Fowler some credit. They were the only two guys who actually had a pair of stones to say, no, Oklahoma deserves to be in, and here's why. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit, I don't know what nude photos Kirby Smart has of him or his wife, but my goodness, could he have been any harder on, the, um, <laughs> on Georgia's jockstrap? It was unbelievable. And for Kirby Smart last night to be making this pitch and making this argument of ask Nick Saban who he wants to play or who he doesn't want to play, I guarantee you he'll say us. Well, that wasn't really the point, pal. You had a chance to beat him. You blew a two-touchdown lead. You lost to the backup quarterback. And by the way, you made one of the most boneheaded, worst decisions I've seen in a long time in college football going for it on fourth and 11 from midfield. An embarrassing play call. You kick that ball deep. You pin Alabama deep. You let your great defense onto the field. And you ask the backup quarterback, who hasn't really played much this season, to beat you and take the ball 90 to 100 yards down the field. That's what you do if you're Kirby Smart. He made an awful coaching decision and he did not deserve to have his team in the college football playoff as a result I'm sorry that's it and Nick Saban saying he doesn't want to play them well of course Nick Saban was saying that last night it made total sense for Nick Saban to vouch for Georgia first off you think Alabama wants any part of Oklahoma this is the same Oklahoma team that waxed Nick well not the same team but the same program that waxed Nick Saban's Crimson Tide in the Sugar Bowl a couple of years back or a few years back and then Saban's out there arguing you know we can't be having this spread offense anymore these teams are playing too fast yada 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 he wants no part of OU 
I mean, OU opened up as a 14-point dog. I'm not saying OU is going to win the game, but Alabama, and especially Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, have not played well historically against OU-style offenses. They have not. So Nick Saban's looking out for himself, and he's also looking out, guess what, for his own conference, because if the SEC continues to get a couple of teams in, it allows Nick Saban to slip up just like last year, not even make the SEC championship game and get himself into this college football playoff. So he's got personal motivation for why he would have been vouching for Georgia last night. But the committee, credit to him, kudos to him, didn't buy into the BS, did not buy into the nonsense, and that is a very good thing for this uh, for this college football playoff. So join us on Periscope. Leave your comments on uh, Facebook Live as well. We'll get to those as we roll right along. So OU had a lot going for it. And this is why I said on Twitter this morning, I said every Big 12 fan, every single Big 12 fan should have been pulling. Every one of them should have been pulling for the Oklahoma Sooners to make the college football playoff because had a blue blood team in OU not made the college football playoff with one loss as a conference champion after a three-point loss at a neutral site and getting revenge on that loss as well later in the season in the conference championship game. If that team, OU, can't beat out a two-loss non-conference champion from the SEC, then guess what? If you're a Baylor fan, if you're a West Virginia fan, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, Iowa State fan, you got no shot in hell at making this thing unless your team goes undefeated. You have zero chance at all of making this college football playoff unless your team goes undefeated or you have one loss and maybe it's a close loss on the road and then you have chaos around the rest of the uh, college football world. That's it. So I don't care if you, you know, you're you an uh, Oklahoma State fan or a Texas fan or whatever and you hate, um, you know, you hate the Sooners. That wasn't really the point. You should have been pulling for OU to get in. That's, that's what mattered for the entire conference. And now you have what? The Big Ten hasn't made it in three seasons. The Pac-12 hasn't made it the past couple of seasons. No one's talking about the Big 12, but I'll say this. Oklahoma, it's a tough spot for them because if they get blown out in this game, and we'll have plenty of time to break down this game, just a couple of early thoughts. If they get blown out in this game, people will say, well, you should have put Georgia in there. They gave them a run for their money. And, you know, if if they lose a close game or if they just lose regardless of what the score is, people are going to say, well, OU's been in this thing, what, three of the past four years, and they have yet to win a game. Is the Big 12 really that good? The Big 12 has yet to play for a national championship game in this new format. So it's a, it's a difficult spot for OU. It's a tough spot for the Big 12. But guess what? In many ways, too, going up against Alabama, you're playing with some house money. Uh, Jordan says Alabama's going to obliterate Oklahoma. What are you basing that off of, Jordan? I mean, we'll get to the game as it you know gets closer but the two touchdown underdog for OU feels like a big number I thought it would have been 10 11 points it opens up at 14 feels like a very big number uh David on Facebook live don't like Notre Dame getting into the playoff especially number three Georgia and OSU deserve it more Notre Dame you know I think back to 2011 do I support a six or eight man or eight team playoff I would I would be okay with six. I don't love eight. I mean, look at the spreads we have in these two semifinal games. They're both double-digit spreads. What's it going to be if we're going to eight-man? We're going to have, you know, all these games. Great. One might be on campus and have, you know, 20-point spreads in this playoff. 
I, I'm not ready to go there just yet. The regular season is too good in college football. I just don't want to dilute it any. Um, I just don't want to go there. But to Notre Dame, you know, I, I, I wonder about this Irish team because the last time we saw them in a big game, they got blown out in that BCS championship game by Alabama. I know it's different teams. I understand all that. I do. But the whole, oh, Notre Dame doesn't have to play in a conference championship. Well, don't forget, that knocked TCU out of the college football playoff back in 2011 because there was no conference championship game. Remember that whole thing? Remember that whole saga? And how about Georgia schedules somebody in the non-conference? Has anyone thought of that? You know, Georgia played Austin P, uh, Middle Tennessee, and UMass in the non-conference. And everyone got on Baylor in 2011, or 2013, excuse me. I got the year mixed up. 2013, the first college football playoff year. People said, well, Baylor doesn't schedule anybody. And they were right, you know. They, they didn't schedule anybody. And the non-conference for Baylor, combined with the fact that there was no conference championship game, hurt them and hurt TCU in some aspects. That was a problem. But why aren't people telling Georgia, hey, go schedule somebody. You're playing eight conference games, and you're throwing in South Carolina, and then you got a bunch of nobodies on your schedule. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. On Periscope, sir, I lost my house on Fresno State last night. I feel for you, buddy. Uh, I feel for you there. Interest rates are rising, so I suggest you go look for a new house pretty quickly because they're not. Uh, prices aren't coming down here anytime soon. Sorry about that. Um, so you know, it's just the the way the committee has basically bounced this thing all over the place with no clear, coherent message. They did the right thing with OU. If you put in Georgia, we would have basically had this thing become figure skating, and it would have been a big joke. Uh, Curtis, it still leaves big doubts and questions about the Big Twelve lopsided penalties, missed calls in the last two weeks. Ah, oh, Curtis, come on, man, stop with the calls. Uh, are you a West? Looks like you're a West Virginia guy. Your senior quarterback turned the ball over twice at home in the biggest game of the year uh, in two plays where he tried to do too much. Stop with the the officials, and I'll knock the officials. The Big Twelve refs were terrible. Well, they were bad at times yesterday again in that Texas game. Why they're reviewing an interception that clearly happened after a penalty makes no sense to me. I mean that that makes no sense to me at all. I'm not defending the Big 12 refs. I'll give them a hard time. Just check out our Twitter page every weekend. But you can't be telling me and sitting here and saying, oh, you know, it's all fishy and it's about the uh, penalties and missed calls. I and mean, that's that's not fair. West Virginia had a chance to win that game. They got outcoached. They couldn't stop uh, OU, and they lost the game. That's it. That is absolutely it. Uh, West Virginia spots OU 14 points. They beat us by three. Give me a break. Um, I don't, I don't know where you're going there. I really don't. I really don't. Sour grapes, someone says on Periscope. I agree. Okay, so the committee gets it right. Leave us your comments on Periscope, also on Facebook Live. We're posting this to YouTube as well, and it'll be on our iTunes page. So go download the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that a whole lot. Now, We'll see what happens with the rest of these bowl games and, and all that stuff. We can get to that as the week goes on. Some rumors today, Bill Snyder could be retiring as well. I mean, that only took a week too long. It's like Bill Snyder's trying to do everything he can to make sure Kansas State is as hamstrung as possible without him. You do realize there's an early signing day that happens, what, two and a half weeks from now, two weeks from now? Uh, does he care about that at all? Uh, Bill Snyder has handled this horrifically. 
and unfortunately it will be part of his legacy if he's finally going to hang him up today. On Periscope, do you think the Big 12 needs to add some teams? If so, who would? No. Why would the Big 12 add some teams? It's got the best system, a true round robin in the the, uh, conference schedule. You play nine conference games, a true round robin. That's all good. On top of that, you get the best two teams in the the conference championship game. That's how you want it to go. That's, you know, the Big 12's got the best system right now. I'm not screwing this thing up. They've been in the college football playoff for two straight years. They've been in three of the past four years. Now they got to win some of these games. I'll give you that. They got to now win a game. And this is unfortunately their toughest test yet. Last year was the chance for OU to win the game against Georgia. And Lincoln Riley clamped up at the end. He did not let his offense be his best defense. And his uh, passive nature on play calling in the second half lost OU that game. I will always firmly believe that's what happened for this Oklahoma team. So, no, I don't think the Big 12 should be adding anybody. I mean, who do you want them to add? What do you want them to do? I mean, go UCF and and USF or Memphis? I mean, I don't want to pick out of the AAC just for the sake of picking out of the AAC and getting to 12 teams. Uh, You know, if Nebraska wants to come back or Colorado wants to come back or Missouri wants to come back, then we can have a conversation. Then I'd be all in. But to do it just for the sake of doing it and, you know, propping up a couple of teams in the AAC that are not going to deliver the amount of money they're going to be getting, because think about it. These teams are going to get 35, 40 million bucks in uh, payouts. Is adding Memphis to the Big 12 going to add that kind of value to the conference? No, it's not going to add any type of value. The Florida schools, if you want to make an argument, maybe the Florida schools add a little bit of value for recruiting purposes. Eh, okay, you can have that conversation. I still don't like it. Just geographically, it's a mess. It's difficult enough with West Virginia, who I love the Mountaineers, but that's a tough trip for either side. West Virginia struggled on the road consistently since they joined the conference because the, you know, the travel's tough, and it's always difficult going to Morgantown as well. The Arizona schools, is that something you consider? I don't know. I mean, the Pac-12 is in horrible shape right now. Of all the conferences, the Pac-12 is a mess. Uh, They don't sniff the college football playoff the past couple of years. Did you see the... Our own uh, Derek Duke, who, by the way, i got to give Derek a shout-out. He did a uh, great job covering the Big 12 championship game yesterday for us. Uh, we had great videos on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. So a uh, great job by him. You know, my wife is due in two weeks, so I didn't make the trip down there from Kansas City. But I'll be back next year. We'll do another tailgate for the Big 12 uh, for Heartland College Sports. And, and Ames is at the top of my list next year. I promise you, I'll be up in Ames next fall. There's no doubt about it. No question in my mind. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go down the road of college uh, of Big 12 expansion right now. Someone brings up BYU. No, West Virginia was not bad for the Big 12. I love the Mountaineers in the Big 12. I absolutely love them in this conference. I think they're great for the Big 12. On Periscope, why is OU playing in the Orange Bowl? Well, because Alabama had the choice, and Alabama doesn't want to play OU down the road shooting down I-35 in Dallas or in Arlington. That's why, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. You know, if I'm if I'm Alabama, I have the choice. I'd rather go down to South Florida and play OU there than play them in Dallas. I mean, people are complaining about that. Either they didn't know the rules and why this happens, or I, I'm not sure what the answer is. But it's it's a no-brainer for Alabama to say, do I want to play OU in South Florida, or do I want to play them down in Dallas? Well, you obviously want to play them down in South Florida. That's That's not even debatable. 
So, you know, OU fans, I guess, that are complaining about that, I don't think they realize, uh, you know, how this works and the rules here. Because that's how it's that's how it was meant to work. That's how it was meant to work, and that's how it does work. Let me touch on this too. The fact that every or at least the major ESPN talking heads were going bonkers. Why is why are they even bringing on Paul Feinbaum this morning on the ESPN on the pregame college football playoff show? I know the selection's already been done. But then why don't you bring on a Pac-12 talking head? Why don't you bring on, you know, I was available. I'd be happy to do something from a Big 12 perspective. Give me a Big 10 perspective. Uh, give me, you know, um, I think I hit every, oh, an ACC perspective. Give me everybody then. But why you got Paul Feinbaum, who shockingly said, oh, well, you know, I'm convinced now that Georgia should be in the college football playoff. Wow, Paul, I wonder why that is. Maybe because it's good for business for you, huh? I, that's a total shocker that Paul Feinbaum thought that two SEC teams should be in the college football playoff. I didn't see that one coming from a mile away. Did you? It, it just it makes no sense to me at all sometimes. And then I'm watching the um, you know ESPN goal line show this morning, and they've got they go to the SEC network guys. They go to Tim Tebow and uh, uh, whoever else is on that show. I don't know who else is on that show. Not Booger McFarland. He's now Monday Night Football. I forget. Anyway, they're all saying, yeah, look at this Georgia team. They deserve to be in. Stunning. Totally stunning that that's who these guys want to be in the college football playoff. It is embarrassing, and the committee did itself a solid by getting Oklahoma into this thing. It was good for the Big 12. It was good for college football. It was the right move. And I don't know how much of this played into TV. I mean, does any did anybody want to see Alabama and Georgia play for a third time in the past 12 months? Uh, is that is that what we're doing here? Is that what this was all about? Just seeing the same two teams from the SEC continue to play each other? Georgia had its chance. It lost the game. It was that simple of a debate and that simple of a conversation to be had when it comes to why – they should not have been in the college football playoff. And Ohio State, the fact that Ohio State was even being entertained for this thing was a joke. He lost by 29 points to Purdue. And you hear, by the way, did you hear this? Um, Urban Meyer was making his case for his own team and his own program. <laughs> and Urban Meyer said, well, this team's battled through a lot of adversity, he said. And he, of course, was referring to the uh, preseason nonsense with Zach Smith and, you know, allegations of abuse against uh, wives of coaches and everything else. Okay, so now because you overcame adversity caused by your trash assistant coach and your trash head coach who didn't have the stones to take care of the situation when he knew about it, because of poor decision-making by your leadership, that is now somehow supposed to help you. So now controversy. Why don't we put Baylor in the college football playoff? I mean, they went six and six, and they're just two and a half years removed from a massive scandal. Why don't we put the Bears in there, right? I mean, if that's the justification, if that's the game plan you want to go on, well, they overcame adversity caused by uh, adults with horrible judgment and decision making. Well, there you go. I mean, go, go the route of putting the Baylor Bears in the darn thing for crying out loud. I mean, Urban Meyer's got to I – mean, this guy, his head is so far up his own ass sometimes, it's unbelievable. Uh, he is – he's just becoming less likable by the day. And he was always pretty unlikable. But every day you find something stupid to say or do that makes you question, uh, you know, 
the loyalty of Ohio State fans to this guy just because he wins you college football games. Now, uh, that Big 12 game yesterday, we haven't touched on a lot of the X's and O's on it, but you know, the other thing that helped OU was the fact that its defense made a couple of plays. I don't know. I wonder how this thing would have gone had OU won the game 54-49. to I still think OU would have been in, but it would have made a, a maybe a different decision for the committee. But you had now the defense, and you heard that being said by Rob Mullins, the uh, college football committee chair. He said this team's defense has made some plays the last couple of weeks. I mean, that's, that's worth something, too. The big safety yesterday by Trey Brown. I mean, that was a huge, huge play call by Ruffin McNeil. Good for him calling that corner blitz. It worked out beautifully. Sam Ellinger didn't know what hit him, and he looked up to the officials like he was, you know, looking for a penalty or something. I know some Texas fans were saying uh, face, to the, uh, face to the helmet or whatever it might be. You're not calling that play there. You're not calling that penalty there on Sam Ellinger in the end zone. You're just not doing it. I'm sorry. Uh, so the fact that OU's defense held its own yesterday, made a couple of good plays. They did make a couple of decent plays as well, a couple of turnovers against Will Greer. That might have helped the Sooners in the eyes of this college football playoff committee. So, you know, I, I look at that game yesterday and I say, really, it went as, as well as OU could have hoped. You cover the spread, solid, convincing win. Um, and, you know, the defense made a couple of plays. Yeah, Texas had an insane amount of penalties. It, it, the, the Longhorns did. I mean, Chris Boyd, I think he just got another penalty, you know? And I got to be honest, some of these cornerbacks, like Parnell Motley, dude, you've been getting smoked all season long. Parnell Motley has gotten torched all year for the Sooners, and he makes like a decent play, and he starts getting up and showboating and the whole thing. Half the time there was a flag called on the guy. And for every time you make a nice play, there's two plays where you're getting smoked and torched here. So I don't understand it. I don't understand why you had a situation where some of these guys, Parnell Motley included, are, are just going absolutely bonkers after making decent, mediocre plays. Or some of them, get, they're getting flagged on. And he's still tromping around like it was some fantastic play. Jeez. Well, join us on Periscope. We're on Facebook Live as well. We're going to throw this on YouTube too. So, And, of course, the uh, podcast and iTunes. So a lot of good comments rolling in here on, um, on Periscope, on Facebook. We appreciate you guys joining us. Any final comments, uh, please let us know here. OU opening up as a two-touchdown dog. And it's going to be a, a lot of fun to follow this thing over the next, you know, four weeks until we get to the uh, college football playoff semifinals. We'll be back midweek with a podcast that'll only be on iTunes. So if you don't subscribe to our podcast, please go do that. It will be on iTunes and um, and check that out. Please do rate, review, subscribe as well. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Share this on Periscope. Share it on Facebook Live. We are growing this thing every week because of you. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Enjoy the college football bowl games. We'll talk to you before then, of course. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great day.